OmegaMetroid.com is here. We're so proud to finally share our website with you, giving Metroid fans a dedicated one-stop shop for the latest news, fan creations, walkthroughs, maps, and of course, the latest episodes of the Omega Metroid Podcast. That's not all. If you'd rather listen on YouTube, you can check out episodes there. And if you really want to take your Omega Metroid experience to the next level, consider supporting us on Patreon. You'll get access to special Discord roles, a platform on the website to promote your projects, exclusive bonus shows, and so much more. Memberships start as low as $1 a month. OmegaMetroid.com is the source of all this great content. So whether you're a new Metroid fan or a series veteran, OmegaMetroid.com is the place for you. Check out OmegaMetroid.com today. Terry, joined by Duminal Crossing. Doom, how are you, my friend? I'm doing all right. Just got back from uh, the doctor's office. Nothing seriously, uh, it seems like. Just um, just uh, some minor vocal strains. So you might be hearing that a little in the podcast today. My uh, my voice might be a little a little more mellow than it usually is. But, uh, you know, um, overall, it's a, it's a good day nonetheless. And uh, we're, we're here to talk about some fun Metroid topics nonetheless. Uh, I will try and cover for you if it sounds like your vocal cords... Oh, God. Who's covering for who? (laughs) Uh, If your vocal cords are going out. um, Yeah, hoping hoping that you're feeling good and appreciate you being here. Um, I had to give... I'm a little bit tired myself, Doom. I had to give a sermon this morning on the ZeldaCast about... You know know how many negative one-star reviews and stuff like that that I received on that podcast in the last week of people bitching about get politics out of Zelda and stuff like that and whatever uh, because of our pro-choice stand, which isn't politics at all, but in fact just like a basic human right, a decency kind of issue. So I had to give a little bit of sermon on that. So I was a little bit on fire this morning. So I'm, I'm feeling a little bit uh, a little bit fiery myself today. Absolutely, I can... I was also listening to uh, to Straight Outta Compton as well. I was listening to that and I was like... Listen, I was getting I was getting amped up listening to that as well, so I'm I'm ready for today. Yeah, the uh, the fiery energy to combat the uh, the smooth mellowness of my energy. It sounds like a great combination for today. Well, um, and we are gonna have a uh, a great a great combination today because I I ran across a question. So basically, this the the premise of our show is this: we're going to. We're going to answer some Metroid musing questions. For anyone that doesn't know, Metroid musing questions are a series of questions that we, the Omega Metroid social team, create for our audience to engage with. And so we're going to go back and we're going to answer a few. And we're going to start 
with uh, one of them, which is actually about Metroid Other M. And I know what everybody's thinking, man, we've talked about Other M a lot, but I think that this is kind of a, a different kind of perspective. And I'm interested to get your opinion on it, um, Doom. But before we get there, I'm gonna do a little bit of plugging, if you don't mind. Um, in about five days, I'm going to be flying to Chicago, and I'm going to be participating in a seven-day, 24-hour live stream for the Zelda Dungeon Marathon. We're going to be playing every single Zelda game that you can think of, and we are going to be raising money for the Starlight Children's Foundation, which raises money to help uh, sick kids all across the United States. It's a great charity. Um, and I'm really encouraging everybody, if you like this podcast and you like what we do here, you're going to get to see a lot of that over at the Zelda Dungeon Marathon. So head to Twitch, uh, twitch.tv forward slash Zelda Dungeon. Um, you can check it out. There's I'm going to be hosting a live Zelda cast during the event. Uh, we're going to have live trivia. We're going to have Guess That Tune. We're going to we're tons of good stuff. We're also going to have like a ton of different races. Um, so I'm going to be racing Ocarina of Time against four other competitors. Um, I'm going to be playing The Legend of Zelda The Minish Cap. I'm going to be doing an 11-hour Twilight Princess run. So God help me there. Tequila uh, not included. Probably one hour. Tequila will be included. I bet you an hour of that is spent herding goats. <laughs> My God. So that's going to be there. Um, I'm going to be playing uh, Cadence of Rule. I'm going to be playing Tingle's Rosy Rupee Land. So um, every game that you can think of is going to be there, including the CDI games. We're going to be running through all three of those. Uh, we're going to be playing A Link to the Past with a DDR dance pad. Where it's it's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be a ton of fun. We're raising money for a great cause. And uh, if you guys can join us on Twitch, that would be awesome. And you could even head over to the to, you know in fact just head straight to zeldadungeon.net you can click at the very top banner where it says zelda dungeon marathon and then you can get some swag so that's right you can get some zelda cast swag zelda dungeon swag i have a few t-shirts over there that you can buy all of the profits of that go straight to uh, starlight so you'll be looking cool be doing a good thing and uh yeah you'll, have, you'll be the coolest kid in school if you show up in uh in a zelda cast hoodie like i'm gonna order Maybe we'll try and sneak some Omega Metroid stuff in there. That that could be cool. Well, uh, and the uh, do we have any mer merch right now? Because I know that was something we wanted to do down the line, but I don't think we, I don't think we've actually fully committed. To you that know yet. what? We I put it as a Patreon goal, and maybe I should double check because even though I was complaining um, about some of these people that uh, didn't like quote unquote politics being in. Uh, in their Zelda podcaster. You know, I actually feel like we got less pushback on the Metroid side, which is great. Um, so, so that's awesome for this community. Um, but I was complaining about that. But on the flip side, I had someone who has never listened to, to or never played, never anything with Metroid before. She heard my spiel on the Zelda cast, and there's a link to our Patreon. And she went over and she supported us. She has no idea what Metroid is. She's the mother of someone that I know, actually. And was just like, let's give these guys a few bucks. So that's a long way to say that, like, for every person that's kind of been dogging us, we had so much great, like, great response and, and all of that. Um, and so, yeah, we might have to check on that uh, that Patreon goal to see if it's fulfilled yet and see if we can get some, some merch going. Because I know I would rock an Omega Metroid t-shirt. And in fact, I have an Omega Metroid hoodie. So uh, 
I feel like maybe we should try and get that to uh, to the rest of the world. Let's see you. Yeah, we got to do it before our uh, eventual uh, Omega Metroid uh, live collaboration, whenever uh, whenever that happens. The Omega Metroid Marathon, Calgary, Alberta. That would be great. That would be so fun. I have some ideas for that somewhere down I'd, the road. I'd love to go to Canada. Um, I've never been there yet, and uh, I love me some cold weather, so, you know, hey, good excuse to travel up yeah. north. Yeah, you know what? I would uh, I'd take you guys to the mountains, I think. We can go check out the mountains. We can go uh, you know, do, do a lot of uh, different stuff around here that's unique to this neck of the woods. But, um... Yeah, so that's that's coming up very soon. It starts on Saturday. So if you're listening to this on Tuesday, the, the Zelda Dungeon Marathon starts on Saturday. It's gonna be a great cause. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, it's gonna it's gonna be a like a ten day bender. So it's gonna be fantastic. So we'll we'll see if I'm alive by the end of it. But I'm really looking forward to it. I haven't been to uh, to your fine country, Doom, since 2019. 2019. Wow, that's uh, three years ago. Wow, so you've been there uh, pre-pandemic, back in the uh, back before the dark times. <laughs> that is correct. Yes, I was supposed to head over in 2020. That didn't happen, and then I was supposed to head over in 2021. But you know what? That didn't happen either. Uh, but 2022, by God, unless the plane blows up, uh, landing, landing in Chai Town. So that's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, okay, enough shilling. Let's get to it. Are you ready for this? I dude? was born ready. So I actually, I have to, uh, I have to admit this. This one wasn't a Metroid musing, but it felt like it could be a Metroid musing, and um, it kind of inspired the idea for this episode. And I saw, um, I saw an account that I think uh, we both follow, and if you don't follow it, you definitely should. It's called the Chozo Archives, and I want to say it's ran by our buddy. Um, uh, the Metroid Trainer, is that correct? Does he run that? Uh, I'm not sure. I actually just recently saw the uh, the account pop up on Twitter. So, yeah, I have no idea who runs it. Um, I, I could be mistaken, but uh, maybe I'm not mistaken. Either way, um, great account, and they had a question. And I, I actually thought long and hard about this question. Um, and the question was this. Looking back, do people still feel negatively towards Metroid Other M? I feel like all the hate it got back then was probably overrated. So I I thought that this was very interesting actually because I think that I think that with a lot of things like time changes how we view certain uh, games, movies, stories, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and I think that that could be a good thing, but I also think that it can be a bad thing because I think that. Some things that were bad tend to get romanticized, maybe is the word, and, and you don't remember them exactly like how it was. Like, for example, this. When you are dating someone and the relationship is just not good and you break up, okay, and like, uh, say two years later, you're starting to think of that person, maybe ten years later, how about that? You're starting to think of this person and you're just like, ah, oh, we had some really, really good times. And you kind of focus on the good times. And then you kind of forget about all of the bad times that really caused the breakup to happen. And I kind of feel like that's slowly been happening over the course of the last year with Metroid Other M. I've seen more and more support for it. And I kind of had to sit down and think about how much of that support I feel like is justified and how much of it is, you know, like not maybe, maybe just that. Like looking back with rose-tinted glasses and really not remembering everything that was truly there and 
Um, I, I think that there are people out there that really like this game. It's it's uh, it's a favorite of theirs, and I think that's totally valid. But I do. It did make me think. Like, okay, was the was the reaction, the reception justified back in the day? And can Metroid fans now that we do have the you know the next couple Metroid games, can we look at it a little bit more fondly looking back? So I had an answer to that doom, but I was really curious to see what your thought was on that. So in terms of its actual reception, no, I don't think it was overhated. I do think some people online, and this I feel like this is just kind of natural in online community. Some people can be a little too vitriolic. They can hold their opinions a bit too close to the chest make it you can just say his, it. you can say his name <laughs> <laughs> well well no we know you're listening dak well i'm not i'm not even talking i'm i mean i include myself into this as well i was certainly you know super vitriolic about it back in the day like i won't shy away from that but you know it's something it's something that i feel like um you know it wasn't it wasn't a pretty sight in the metroid community back back in the day and um yeah but that so that being said that I, I think in hindsight, that's certainly the way, like, people would get at each other's throats. And it still happens to an extent today, but obviously not to the same amount. But that certainly wasn't a pretty sight. But in terms of the actual reception, no. It wasn't a good game on its own merits. And that's on top of the fact that it wasn't a good game in the Metroid series. This series which has this far above average quality from its beginnings to its, um, up until other end. It was just kind of this this weird downward trajectory in what was otherwise, you know, this very stable series at that point. And so, and then on top of that, you know, it's arguable that uh, Other M is what caused, you know, the next great drought since uh, Super Metroid to Prime. And you couple those two together, and yeah, it makes sense that a lot of people would have a lot of bitterness and resentment towards that title. Right. So I, I kind of weighed in, and I was like... I was like, am I crazy? Like, I I don't think that it's it was overblown at all. And then I, I started thinking, like, well, you know, like, time does change people's perspective and stuff like that. And, and I do think that there can be a, a shift in perspective or whatever. But I, I kind of ended up sticking to my guns. I ended up responding to this. And um, whenever I think of, of Metroid Other M, I kind of have to divide the game from the story. And that's why we did actually two episodes on Metroid Other M for our uh, one year anniversary uh, back in episode 51 and 2. Where the first episode was a story and the second episode was a gameplay. And if you remember, the second episode was a lot more kind than the first episode was. And I think that I think that if you were to look, let's say that Metroid Other M had like an awesome story. I think that it would be like an okay game. Because I, I do think that the gameplay really let it down and that people if they were if they went back and played it right now they would just be like this sucks like only using a sideways Wiimote um I haven't played it on the on the Wii U like eShop channel or virtual console um so I but I don't imagine that you can play it with a Wii yeah U it gamepad. works and even the way you get so Wii games Wii games when you purchase them on the Wii U they function literally exactly the same as they would on a Wii you're basically yeah. it's basically just like putting in a Wii disc yeah so, I mean, you still, you know, you still have to play it with the sideways controller. And and that, I feel like that was, uh, it, it didn't make it unplayable, but it certainly made it, like, awkward to play. Um, it eliminated a lot of buttons for really no great reason. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that that was pretty mediocre. And there are some other mediocre gameplay parts, like the... 
the forest first person perspective part and like the the weird scenes where you're kind of walking around slowly in the in the 3d part and like um you know it there there's there's a lot of weird things that metroid other m does gameplay wise it has a lot of quirks let's uh let's put it that way well um, i was gonna say what i'll say about other m it's an incredible i would argue other m is one of if not the most ambitious metroid titles and it has a yeah. lot of really cool ideas unfortunately almost every single one of them is executed poorly and that's my opinion on other m and so i you know i have i have a semblance of respect respect for it for trying i also you know i also respect sakamoto for kind of sticking with his guns even after all these years saying nope i wouldn't change a thing about it this is the game i wanted to make and i'm glad i made it and even though it didn't resonate with me and i certainly have a lot of questions i'd love to ask the man i mean i i gotta respect it on that front like he made his dream yeah you know i i don't know if i would agree like i don't i don't respect that necessarily i mean to an extent, yes, I, I think that this game certainly is ambitious and definitely tried things that this series really hadn't tried to do before. You could argue that maybe it tried to do it in Metroid Fusion. But I just, like, I think back and I think that, you know how a couple uh, a couple weeks ago we did the episode where we were where we were talking about Metroid Other M's premise and how the premise wasn't actually too bad, right? And I think that as we get further and further and further away from Other M, people start to forget the actual story and look at the premise. And the premise itself isn't that bad. So they're just like, okay, well, you know what? Maybe this game wasn't that bad. But to, to build onto your point, I, I do think that, like, almost everything that they tried to do with almost every character didn't land. Like, Samus didn't feel like Samus and was quite... It was almost like a, an insulting portrayal of Samus, actually. They made her... A, a submissive, weak-willed character, which is not certainly the Samus that we know. Um, Adam didn't really hit. Um, I thought that MB and uh, uh, Madeline Bergman didn't really hit. Um, give credit to Anthony because I think that everyone likes Anthony in that game. I'll be, I'll be honest. Everything that they tried to do with the story. I'll be honest. This might be a hot take. I don't dislike Anthony. I just think he's an average character, and I think the only reason people love him is because he's the only one in the game that's not insufferable or forgettable. But that's just me. Yeah, you know what? That's. <laughs> I I actually don't even think that that's necessarily wrong. Like everyone just is, like sucks so bad in that game that seeing somebody that doesn't suck, which Anthony doesn't suck, so. You know, he's, he's by default, the best one there. But yeah, so I, I think that the story was just so insulting. They missed the mark on the characters by so much that it, it's just like, I, I think that if you actually get close and you actually replay the game, I just, I don't know if it should have the goodwill that I've seen it have. And, and I, I've always tried to be like pretty, I don't know, not neutral about other M, but like, I, I don't want to beat it up. You know, we all know. We all we all played it, um, so it, you know I don't I don't need to sit here and say everything that's wrong with it. But I like story wise, it's just the, like I said, the concept is cool, the character writing was so bad, and then the actual like narrative plot is something that I really like, just objectively find really bad. Like it sets up multiple boss fight boss fights, boss encounters, and it fails to deliver on like three big boss encounters, and it's like man, this, like, kind of is not good, and it introduces, like, the weird kernel from Metal Gear Solid at the end, and it's, it's like, who is this guy? So Samus, I, I, turn the PlayStation think, off right now. <laughs> like, so I, I saw a bunch of people responding to this tweet, 
and they were just like, no, this game wasn't that bad. I love this game. And, and you know what? If you do, I completely respect that. I, I completely, you know, that's fine. Um, and I, and I am, I do think that as well with, you know, Metroid Dread, Metroid Samus Returns, like Metroid kind of being in a much better place right now, I think it's easier to look back and not dislike this game so much because instead of being like this, this series killing game, it looks more like a blip in the radar now. Like, like as you correctly pointed out, most of these Metroid games are awesome, right? And this one is a very clear outlier. Um, but I, yeah, I, I just, I think that would, if you really look at the plot and you really get like into the nitty gritty of it, like it, it is really bad. And it not also that, but it's also bad because they're never going to try anything like that again, which is kind of too bad because kind of going back to what you were saying about respecting Sakamoto, I, I respect that he wanted to, to go in this direction and do this. Um, but I don't, I, I mean, I can't imagine that. I think he's just stubborn. Like, I mean, if I, if I put out a product like that, I think I would be willing to say like, yeah, we missed the mark. If we had a chance to do it again, it would be different. And, uh, but we tried the best that we did the best that we could. And I think that that's a perfectly fine answer, but to say that you wouldn't change a thing is like, Hey, I don't like that's, it seems kind of tone deaf to me. And, and, and I thought that it was crazy and I still do actually, I, I do think it's crazy how anyone writing this story thought that it was a good idea. And I've seen like a lot of people talk about a bad localization and that's the problem. And that's the reason why the story didn't hit. But I mean, like localization does not explain why three boss fights are set up and you don't fight any of them. And it also doesn't explain the bad gameplay. And it also doesn't really explain random kernel coming in at the end. And it doesn't explain authorized, like you know Adam I mean? shooting Samus like, in not, the back for literally a, no reason. <laughs> Yeah, and, and then not being able to explore Sector Zero, which has been built up, like, all game. So, like, it, it's not it's not a localization thing. Would would a better localization have made more sense of the plot? Probably. But that certainly isn't the downfall of Metroid Other M. Um, so, I, I, I don't know if I could agree with Sakamoto saying that. But, yeah, I mean, the unfortunate thing is that, like I said, the general premise was cool. I think that the idea of a story-heavy Metroid game isn't that bad, but... This game, I think, for all intents and purposes, completely, you know, ruined any future attempts that we're going to get. Maybe not, but it certainly seems like that. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, luckily, it doesn't... Like, there are some other M elements that have slowly crept their way back in. Like, the melee combat that kind of made its way back in with Samus Returns. Although, I'm not sure if Other M really had an influence on that. It seems like that was more something that came from the Castlevania games that Mercury Steam worked on. Yeah. But, um, you know, even so, there's little subtle things. I mean, they even acknowledged Other M in one of the um, uh, one of the artworks for uh, Metroid Dread. So it's not like, I mean, it's not like they're just completely burying that game altogether. So I definitely, I definitely agree in that sense that there's probably going to be some of those really cool ideas that Other M did that miss that we probably will never see again, which I think is super unfortunate. But I don't think that's going to be necessarily the case for everything that was introduced in the game so i do i do hopefully um i do hope that we see some of those ideas uh, return again like even um even the, the detective mode sequences of the game like those those things sucked especially the ridley one when they were awful when when it's pitch dark and you can't even see anything that was awful but again like that was such a cool concept i kind of like this uh, this kind of like detective aspect of samus because samus is an explorer an archaeologist as well as a bounty hunter and i like seeing you know that kind of um, that kind of gameplay side um, to represent Samus, and so maybe something that's represented better, maybe that could appear in a future title. Um, but I don't know. We'll have to see. 
Yeah, so I, the question was basically, like, is it time to forgive Other M? And, like, I actually, I kind of, uh, somebody said, like, wow, you must really hate Other M. And I, I, I actually don't hate it at all. Like, I think that the premise is really cool. I think it had some good ideas, but it just fundamentally on, like, a, a, like, a micro level, like, when you actually get into it, like, everything they tried to do just didn't hit or was, <laughs> was wrong or wasn't very good, right? So, like... I, I don't hate it, but I, I also wouldn't want to let it off the hook either and say, like, this is an example of a bad Metroid game and stuff that we should not do for the series. Because I think that if you if you just are, are like, yeah, okay, to go all the way back to my original reference of, you know, dating a person and then you break up and then you get back together with them because you only remember the good things, it's inevitably going to happen again if you do that. All the bad things come out and they surface, and I think that, like, you really need to learn from that so that we don't make those mistakes again, so... I thought that that was a very interesting question, um, and I was surprised by how much it made me, like, stop and think about it. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I don't think I have anything else to add to that. Well, okay. So, that wasn't an official Metroid Musing question, but we do have a ton of official Metroid Musing questions, so it's going to almost be similar to a fan Q&A, except the, uh, the people asking the cues are us, which is great, because there's... Uh, uh, they're going to be easy to answer, so let's get started here. Metroid Musing. Will there be a Metroid game where Samus starts at full power and doesn't lose anything? How would you balance a game like that? Are you a fan of that idea? I know Dak has uh, preached about it for a long time. I don't know how it would work, but I would like to see something like that if it's possible. I mean, if there's an idea there. I'm just not sure what that gameplay idea would be. I feel like it would have to be a... I mean, I guess technically, if we're counting spinoffs, you know, there is Federation Force. Um, so I guess if you, I guess if you did like another like kind of level level based spinoff, you could do something like that. But in terms of like a mainline Metroid entry, I'm not sure how that would work. But I mean, yeah, I'd say if there is a way to make it work, then go for it. Experiment, try something new. You know how I told you I was fiery earlier? Yeah. What do you think about this answer? I think that idea sucks. <laughs> I think it sucks. Uh, now, because what's the point of the game, right? Like, you, if you have all of your abilities at the very beginning, I think that takes away something very fundamental that I enjoy about Metroid, which is acquiring a new power-up, which lets me explore a, an old or a new section that I couldn't explore earlier. And I, I think that if you take that away, then you just have a generic action game. Now, a caveat here, Mr. Crossing, is what is our definition of full power? Because if we're talking about starting a game and you have and do not lose, uh, let's just say something like the double jump or a bunch of missiles or you start off with the morph ball or bombs or like the, the grip hook claw thing, whatever, or even your even your like grappling beam. I can I can totally start a Metroid game with like the absolute fundamental abilities equipped. Now, I can still I would still like to be able to find like the space jump the screw attack, a couple different beams, a couple new items unique to the game. But um, I wouldn't want to start with like, like imagine you start a Metroid Dread and you have the gravity suit and you have the, you have the Metroid you suit, know, like all your <laughs> beams upgraded. Yeah. Like, like what's the point? So yeah, I, I, I don't like that idea, but I, I do think that there is some leeway as to what constitutes full power or not. Uh, if full power is defined as every upgrade in the game, uh-uh. But if full power can be defined as like most standard Metroid upgrades, then uh, yeah, I could get behind that. I think 
in a scenario where Metroid goes the open world route, which I'm mixed on that on I'm mixed on that front. I certainly don't want it want it to go open world yet, not until we um get some more powerful consoles, but if it were to, I think it could potentially work in that scenario. I mean, you look at something like uh um, Breath of the Wild, for instance, where t technically you don't start the game off fully powered, but you pretty much, you, you get all four of the runes in, like, the tutorial area on the, uh, on the Great Plateau. And then after that, it's basically just like, alright, knock yourself out, have fun. And while, yeah, there's, you know, there's still, like, buffs and stuff and clothing items that you can get to, like, you know, increase your stats, you know, you got the pieces of heart. You, you, your main tools you get at the beginning of the game, and so I think something like right. that maybe could work for Metroid, perhaps. Where it's like, you know, there's still stuff to find down the line, but your main tool set you get at the very beginning or very close to the beginning of the game. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point, actually. Uh, uh, a great point. So, I, yeah, I mean, maybe it could work. Maybe I'm wrong. But I think in the in the setting that we would expect a Metroid game to be, like a traditional Metroidvania non-open world setting, um, I just don't know if, like, starting with all the powers is what I would want. So... Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Um, Metroid Musing. What is your favorite space pirate design? Oh, the. Uh, um. Uh, I was gonna say the Prime One pirates are like hands down my favorites. It, assuming. Yeah, yeah. Because he said he said base space pirates, so not not like any of the, like the elites or like the boss pirates. So yeah, I'm gonna go with the uh, the Prime One pirates for sure. I, th I think I was going to go with the Prime 1 Pirates as well. Especially, like, when you get to, like, the... Like, the Phazon Mines or whatever. And, like, there's the... Like, the different Pirates that correlate with, like, the different beams and stuff. I always thought that the Plasma Pirates, in particular, looked, like, super awesome. Just, like, the red on their on their claws and stuff like that. Um, I do have a lot of love for the... Uh, for, like, the, the old-school, like, Super Metroid, Metroid Fusion Space Pirates. Like, those classic-looking... Yeah, I, I think that they look, just look, like, so good. Um, but, you know, one thing that uh, that the writer of this Metroid Musing, which is Big Griff, by the way, uh, so shout out to you, Big Griff, uh, one thing that he suggested was that the Space Pirates in Federation Force look awesome. And to be honest, I have to agree. These space pirates do look really cool. I mean, they're heavily like for the. I was gonna say they're heavily influenced by the uh, that Prime One design. You know, they have those same mandibles. They have the uh, the energy uh, the yes. energy blade on on their arms. So they're definitely they're they're like the Prime One pirates uh, in spirit, uh, a little chunkier, if you will. But um, <laughs> well, it's like I was gonna say, anime like you know, it's it is a Metroid Prime game, so they probably should be modeled after those ones, but. I mean, I feel like it's it's kind of an achievement to look cool in Federation. That that Force is true. You're not the... wrong. <laughs> so, I mean, a little a little bit of uh, a little bit of love for them there. Now, um, the second Metroid music question is a follow up on that, um, basically asking if the same style of space pirate should come back for Metroid Prime Four, since we got the same style of space pirate in Primes One, Two, and Three. You know, I, I, I would be okay with that if they came back, but I would like to see some sort of evolution beyond that. So maybe, like, those could be, like, your base space pirates, and then, like, as you get deeper into the game, even with, like, Metro Prime, when you saw, like, the Omega Pirates and, and Elite Pirates and stuff like that, like, once you get deeper into the game, you, you can uh, see a different version of space pirates. Maybe one that's, like, speedy or one that's, yeah, I don't know. Like, in, maybe instead of, like, 
having different beams that work against different pirates is like different types of pirates, like a like a fast one, a, a heavy one, one that hits hard, one that I don't know poisons you or something like that. I, I think that that could be a cool branching way to do space. Well, pirates. I think you uh, don't need to look any further than uh, Metroid Prime Three. I mean, that has so many different uh, pirate units and factions and stuff like that. Or yeah, not not factions, but yeah, pi- pirate units and stuff like that. You know, you have everything from your base unarmored. Uh, pirates to like stuff with new weaponry different types of armors stuff that um, deflects missiles stuff that you have to be in hyper mode to defeat um there's like the um uh, and then there's like the kind of the mini boss pirate that you face the um with the red phaseite armor i think it's called um that that guy's really cool i love that fight uh the one that teleports everywhere um so yeah i think i think prime 3 like already kind of like set that and i think prime 4 you know Assuming the pirates play somewhat of a role in that game, which I, I feel like they would. I feel like the the pirates have played a role in like yeah. all of the uh, all of the prime games. So why stop at four? So yeah, I, I'd say like yeah, just keep up, uh, keep going with the direction, go even crazier. You know, I uh, speaking of prime four and and pirates and stuff like that, I thought that we might have a little bit more um, controversy created in our Samus's percentage about where Prime 4 would take place on the, the timeline. But I think everyone is like mostly fine with our answers. So um, that's good to see. Uh, okay, this is a this is a great Metroid Music question and uh, kind of a cheap one because I would say yes to any kind of spinoff. But the question is, would you like a spinoff game that's based on the Chozo, specifically Ravenbeak's Rise to Power? This sounds so awesome this should be i like this sounds so awesome this should be the metroid D- uh dread dlc honestly like that sounds so great oh man give us a prequel dlc of like Ravenbeak like fending off like uh the x on um zdr and stuff like that and kind of like uh, basically yeah basically a prequel story to like how he discovered that samus has the last bit of metroid dna and like all that and just cover that whole timeline i'd be super down for that that would be so awesome. Like, yeah, I, I think that's a ready-made game because they, they kind of just casually say like, yeah, Ravenbeak was the only, was the last survivor and he single-handedly like fended off all of the X and then, and locked him up. And it's like, what? How did this guy do that? Like, that's crazy. And can you imagine if like you play this game and then the final battle is, is Samus versus Ravenbeak from the opening of Metroid Dread? And you beat Samus to death, and like the the final cutscene triggers, and let's it's he's holding Samus by the throat, and like that's how the game ends. And then you you choose to walk away and say like my plan is start. Like that's that would be so awesome. Oh my god, that would be awesome. I I love this idea. Mercury Steam Nintendo, if you're listening, some free money right here. Just saying. Oh, and and if you really wanted to get crazy, you could set it like you obviously you set part of it on ZDR. But maybe you could set some of it on SR388 and you could fight like the Thoha. If you really wanted to get wild, you could uh, you could go back even more like a new planet or something. You could even go back to like when Samus was like a kid getting the Ravenbeak juice injected inside of her. That sounded not very good. I'm sorry. The Ravenbeak DNA inside of her. Uh, that uh, that would be awesome. This sounds so cool. I feel like the opening of the game. I don't know if you've played um, uh, the Force Unleashed games. Uh, have you, Andy? I have not. I'm. I'm not a. I haven't played a Star Wars anything in, in quite some time, unfortunately. Actually, that's not true. I played Star Wars Pod Racing not that long ago. And it's gotcha. Awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah. Star Wars Pod Racing is super awesome. Yeah, gotta play that if you haven't for sure. 
Um, but yeah, Force Unleashed basically um, it's a really old game on the 360 now. Uh, back back a couple console generations ago now, and uh, yeah, basically the opening level of the first game is you at your you play as Darth Vader. You go to Kashyyyk, which is the home planet of the Wookiees, and you basically just slaughter everything. And that's kind of basically what I thought of uh, when you mentioned uh, Raven Beat going uh, to uh, SR388. I was like, wow, that's basically uh, that level from the For Force Unleashed. Because like, what resistance is there going to be at that point? But I don't know. I think I think it could be kind of fun oh. and kind of a and kind of a twisted sense like that you know what i mean i i think that could be like super imagine so yeah so imagine this imagine it's almost like metroid 2 or samus returns where you have to find let's say like 40 thoha or something like that and then once you find them and, and let's just say it's let's just say it's a metroidvania game where you can go in and you can find the first half is like finding the thoha and eliminating them and you can like once you find them you just <laughs> kill them <laughs> um I think that would be really cool. So, like, instead of finding, like, a missile expansion, you're finding Thoha number 13, and, like, sorry, pal, but uh, you're going to swim with the fishes. Um, I think that would be, like, so awesome. And then you could set the second half of the game on ZDR with the X, which would also be awesome. You could finish it off with Samus, which would be awesome. I think a spinoff game in general, pretty much of any kind, would be awesome. But, like, playing as Ravenbeak in a Chozo would be, like, so... God, that would be awesome. I, I love it. Awesome. Yes, so, yeah, they uh, they should absolutely do that. They could call it Metroid Zero for all I care, even though it'd be more like Metroid 3.5 or something like that. But that would be sweet. Um, okay, here is a great Metroid musing idea, which kind of leads itself to a larger question at a whole. Should Metroid Zero Mission get a graphical slash audio uplift at some point? Zero Mission is a remake of Metroid 1 and doesn't need to be remade again, but being stuck on the Game Boy Advance doesn't seem optimal either. Um, no. So that's a really interesting question. No, I don't think it needs to. I, what what needs to be done is Nintendo needs to actually release their back catalog on modern platforms. That's what needs That's what needs to happen. And hopefully, I, I, we're, I know we're both crossing our fingers that we'll see uh, Game Boy, Game Boy Advance games maybe in September. But I mean, yeah, that's that's I think what, what needs to happen. Um, otherwise, I mean... I, I agree. Yeah, because otherwise, Zero Mission, I think it's fine as it is. Obviously, you know, that, especially the, the GBA uh, sound quality, especially for the music, you know, it's certainly not optimal, but I think it's fine for what it is. And, you know, everything else about the game, like, I mean, it's one of the greatest Metroid games ever made, in my opinion, so... Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think that the answer is to make it available. But then I was also kind of thinking, too, like, okay, so we know that... that Zero Mission was a remake already, but, like, when is it, or is it ever, appropriate to remake a remake? You know what I mean? Like, like for example, the, um, Capcom has been releasing, like, these awesome Resident Evil remakes. Like, Resident Evil 2, 3, 4, looks like it's coming out. And conspicuously absent from that is the first one, which did get a remake on the GameCube. But by now is fairly dated. So I was kind of thinking like, ah, I wish they'd redo the first one as well. But I, I don't know if there's kind of like a a weird thing around remaking a game that's already been remade. Like even you look at The Last of Us Part 1, like the, the upcoming game. Why, um, and why I think does that, that there's exist? There's a lot of like... <laughs> I, exactly. Exactly. I think that there's a lot of people just being like, why is this being made? Even though, and I guess it's not technically a remake of a remake... But it kind of is, because it was on the PlayStation 4, like, remastered. So, 
I it, it kind of got me thinking. I actually was thinking about The Last of Us when I read this question. Where like, how long is long enough to remake a remake? Because I think I think Metroid Fusion is going to get remade for sure. Like a hundred percent, it's going to happen. And, and, but like, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be too upset to see Metroid Zero Mission remade either because there are, like, like after playing Metroid Dread, it's like, man, I just want to be able to slide in every Metroid game or, like, man, it would be really cool if they could expand on Chozodia or, or you know what I mean? Just, like, all that stuff. So, like, I actually... Should it get an audio graphical uplift at this point? Here's my answer. Not if it's at the expense of, like, a new Metroid game or a Metroid game, maybe even an old Metroid game that needs a remake more. But I, I do think that Zero Mission and Super Metroid are, like, very, very complete, playable, awesome Metroid games that probably are fine as is. Of course, there would be things to improve if you remade them now. But, I mean, I wouldn't, like, I wouldn't hate it if they if they remade this, you know? I think that'd be cool. I mean, listen, a Metroid game is a Metroid game, and, I mean, if you're remaking a Metroid game that I like, I mean... There's certainly worse things that could happen, for sure. I mean, we were talking about uh, one of the worst things uh, earlier, so it could be that. But, like, I don't know. Like, even Super Metroid, I feel like, could use a remake for Zero Mission. And that's a game that I don't think needs a remake, I, I should mind you. I think that game holds up just fine, for the most part. Um, but, uh, yeah. the only Really, the only scenario that I could see happening, and this, I think, is super unlikely, is if... Nintendo still has access to those original uh, music files before they were compressed on the GBA, those original patches and synths and whatnot, and if they did a repackage of Zero Mission with the option to choose between the original soundtrack or a new remastered soundtrack, I'd be down for that, but like, in terms of remaking the game, I just don't really see the point, honestly. Oof. I don't know about that. Um... In terms of, like, choosing between music. I think that'd be great, but I don't know how likely I feel like... Oh, no, I, I don't think that's is. likely at all. I'm I'm just saying, like, yeah. <laughs> in this theoretical That would be scenario. awesome, though. Yeah. I, if, they re if they re released Metroid Zero Mission and even Metroid Fusion with, like, an awesome modern-sounding soundtrack, like, that could be a huge, huge difference maker. But, yeah, I, I am, I'm, like, 100% convinced that Metroid Fusion Remake is definitely coming at some point, so... Uh, zero yeah, Mission Remake it's... gets a 0% in my Samus percentages ranking. <laughs> well, that's... I'll never go 0%, but I, I can't say that I'd be too much higher Metroid than you, is 0% Mission. Let's go. Get it oh, trending. <laughs> uh, okay, okay, okay. Let's go on to our next one here. This, this one's probably more you than me, because I haven't played Halo in a minute. But uh, Metroid Music... Should the Prime 4 visor be an homage to the classic based on the Dread visor or something more freeform like in, say, Halo? I'm not... So I would say... So I'm not sure what... Or, I'm not sure what they mean when they say freeform like Halo. I'm not sure. Do they mean, like, in terms of, like, cus, uh, custom customization options? Uh, stutter there for a moment, but, like... I, I, I have no idea. Because I... Yeah, I don't know. I haven't played Halo in, like, forever. Yeah, that's a... Yeah, I don't. I don't really know how to interpret interpret that question. I know. I know Halo has more specifically. Halo Infinite has a lot of like customization options when it comes to like um, accessibility, HUD options, uh, subtitles, controls. I mean, it has a lot of in depth uh, button remap options. Um, Prime right. Prime has. I think Prime has stuff with like um, 
HUD uh, opacity and stuff like that, but like, I don't know, I, I love the Prime Visor, it definitely feels like the most, like, um, like it feels, it, it kind of reminds me of like, uh, uh, Dead Space, in a sense, which I, which I know is a weird comparison with it being a third person game, but a lot of the HUD elements in Dead Space are like natural parts of the world, like your health meter being like on your, on your back, like these are like iconic elements, and I feel like Prime does that to the same degree, where your HUD elements are also natural parts of like the uh, navigation that Samus uses when she's, you know, interacting, you know, with her various abilities. And I think it would be a shame right. to do with that. Uh, the, the Dread Visor, you know, I mean, it's cool for what it is, but it's really mainly just there as like a cinematic tool. Obviously, since the first person doesn't play a role in the actual gameplay. So I think just going back to that prime, that prime style of visor, uh, maybe you know tweaking some things, kind of like you know it did between the first and the third game, and uh, just iterate on that. Basically, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. So I I would say the correct answer here is it depends. Like it depends on what kind of game, what kind of hook, what kind of you know what I mean. Like it, it depends. But I would say that the dread visor should automatically be out because that was very. Like, the shape of Samus's visor in those games was very, like, limiting. Like, a lot of it was, you know, you had, like, the shape of her literal visor. And so, like, a lot of the screen was dead space. So, I, I don't think that it should be that. I think that, yeah, I mean, of anything, it should be, like, the classic prime, you know, prime visor. I'm sure there's going to be tweaks. I'm sure there's going to be uh, HUD options. I would like the ability to turn, like, everything off, actually, if I needed to. Just, like... Uh, it looked kind of like a Breath of the Wild where you can like turn all of your your UI off and you can just play and you can take screenshots of, without all the junk on the screen. I think that um, so well, I think I that think, that, ability I think that is an option in the uh, HUD opacity options. I think you can just turn the HUD off. I'm not I'm not sure. I'll have to uh, double check online, but I know there's I know there's some like opacity option for like at least some elements of the HUD. Right. Um yeah, so I I think that uh I, I think that it should, like, it depends is is the right answer, right? But uh, I, I think that classic is probably the way that, you know, you want to go. So, um, okay, let's keep going here. We have time for a few more, and then we'll we'll call it a day. Um, so this is, this is an interesting one. Uh, Metroid Musing. Should the Prime Games require collecting a certain amount of plot MacGuffins like the Chozo artifacts. And I think he's talking about uh, Metroid Prime 4 specifically, so let me reword that. Should Metroid Prime 4 have something that you need to collect, kind of like the the Chozo artifacts, kind of like the cells in Metroid Prime 3, and kind of like the, the temple keys in Metroid Prime 2? Um, you know, I... Listen, I really like that concept, to be honest, and I and I think that it was a great way to encourage people to like explore the world and go back into the world. So I do, I do like it for that, and I think that, I think that maybe what they could do is have something like that. And how many Chozo artifacts were there? Like twelve, I want to say. So maybe, maybe instead of requiring the player in Metroid Prime Four to collect all twelve, they need to collect like four, or they need to collect. You know, a, a limited amount, and you get some kind of gameplay incentive for collecting everything. Like, for example, in Breath of the Wild, if you do all of the Divine Beasts, then when you finally get to Calamity Ganon, the, the, there's a cutscene, and the Divine Beasts zap away half of his health at the end. I think that's a really clever way 
to encourage players to like do all this extra stuff. But you know, if you really want to, you can go and fight Ganon right away. So I, I think that that should be something that maybe Metroid Prime 4 looks at for inspiration. Because um, I know that a lot of people don't really love the the Chozo Artifact Hunt. But I think that it's also like important to... Um, like in Metroid Prime 3, there's that one room where you can download all the data that shows you where every missile is, where every, you know, whatever expansion is. So I think that it's very important to to have like a very clear guiding path as to where these artifacts are, if they show up. And uh, I think that the first Metroid, actually, I think all Metroid Prime games did a really good job of doing that. So I, I wouldn't hate it if they came back, but it does kind of seem like something that maybe doesn't necessarily translate as well to 2022. Yeah, I pretty much agree with everything you said, um, except for the Calamity Ganon thing. I was actually, I remember when I did that, and I was actually super annoyed. I was like, what? I did all that, and now you have a less powerful boss fight now? That's lame. But anyways, that's neither here nor there. Um, so yeah, I pretty much I pretty much agree with you. I think we're, like, the few people that, like, actually really enjoy those kind of, like, artifact hunts at the, uh, at the end of these games. I know a lot of people. That's, like, the one, like, when most people talk about Prime, it's like, oh... One of the greatest games ever made. It's perfect, except for that artifact hunt at the end. And it's like, yeah, I can't really relate to that. I like it. Personally, I think, um, as you were mentioning, Prime 3 handles it the absolute best. I think it. I think that's a, a win-win scenario for everyone. If you're someone that doesn't like the artifact hunts, you know, you're collecting most of the energy cells throughout the adventure anyways. And like you mentioned, there's the satellite station in Skytown that reveals all the items on the map, including those energy cells. So it's there to help out the new players who uh, want a little bit uh, more guidance to help them there out as well. But if you are someone who likes yeah. to go for the 100% sweep, you're going to go for that 100% sweep regardless. And so, yeah, I think I think something similar to Prime 3, where it's accommodating to pretty much everyone, I think, you know, do do that again, or something at least similar to that kind of formula. Um, yeah. I, I think that I, I would say that, like, by far, for me, I think that Metro Prime 2 has the most, like, egregious artifact hunt. Because those ones are kind of a pain in the butt. Prime play. 2 is tedious your first time around. It Like, once you replay the game and you start memorizing the locations, it's not too bad. But I I feel like that's the case for, like, doing 100% on any Metroid game in general. But yeah, like, finding out the clues yeah. and then having to figure out, like, okay, I have to go to the Dark World location of the place where the Luminoth bot and just, like, uh... It's it's definitely it's definitely a hassle the first time. I'm pretty sure I used the guide when I beat when I beat that game as a kid though, so I'm not one to complain too hard. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I think that there is a possibility for them to come back, but it would certainly need to be tweaked if that were to happen. Um, we've kind of talked about this before, but uh, let's talk about it again. Metroid Music. How do you feel about the screw attack being used in the Prime games? Should it be changed in any way? Um, yes, I think it should be changed in every way, actually, because the screw attack in the Metroid Prime games is terrible. It's not the screw attack at all, in fact. When I think of the screw attack, I think of, like, the unstoppable energy. I'm gonna... I can take on any enemy and instantly demolish them. And that is certainly not what that does in Metroid Prime 2 or 3. I don't know, I mean, I don't know anything about game development. I don't know anything about anything, okay? But this is what I would do. I think that if you jump in the air and press the morph ball button, you should, instead of turning into a morph ball in the air, activate your screw attack, and then you can 
like move around with that and you just keep on jumping and jump so kind of like they do it in metroid prime 2 where like you jump but like you don't have to jump in like those long specific patterns you can just you can press the button as much as you want and like it will like the jump button as much as you want and you you won't gain any altitude but you'll stay in place for as long as you want you can go around use that and i think that that could be like an interesting way to you know to to use the screw attack in a 3d environment because like the way that they did it is just like it's so it's so awful that's probably my least favorite thing about the metroid prime games is the way that the screw attack is done um so yeah it's 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 it needs a complete rehaul. Oh, and if and if they can't do it, and if it's if it's just not feasible, then don't put it in the game. That's what Metroid Prime did, and I would argue that it wasn't necessarily missing from Metroid Prime. Like that that was a complete game, but it feels lesser than when you put it into Metroid Prime two and three, and it really sticks out in my opinion. So yeah. So I don't think it's awful per se in the Prime games. I mean, I I think I think the wall jumping is kind of cool. Um, the first couple of times at least, but I mean, yeah, like, the screw attack is one of my favorite items in the 2D Metroid games. I love, I love upgrades that naturally incorporate Samus's movement into an ability. I think that's why I love stuff like the speed booster and the flash shift. I love movement-based abilities yes. in a genre where, you know, you're constantly, you know, traversal is like one of the main aspects, you know, of that gameplay, and the prime, uh, the prime iteration of that screw attack really doesn't adhere to that at all which is a real shame and you know we were talking about other m earlier and how 99 percent of that game's cool ideas are not executed properly i would argue one of the ones that are executed properly is the screw attack that is a 3d screw attack done perfectly if you ask me um maybe maybe the visual yes yes yeah I maybe agree. the visual design yes. i would change a little bit because i like more of like kind of those uh that electric kind of saw blade style of screw attack introduced in super metroid um and used in the gba games um but yeah do something like similar to other m where i where unlike the 2d games where you can uh, use verticality and other m uh the screw attack doesn't well as well as the space jump doesn't have any verticality but it has um you can move horizontally with it uh, as far as you want to go. And I think something like that uh, would function, you know, totally perfect. Yep, I agree. That was a great, uh, that was a great thing that Other M did with the screw attack and the speed boost. I think both of them were executed yes. very well. And, and the shine spark for that matter too, actually. Um, okay, there's one more. We can end on this, Doom. Cause it's uh oh, actually we got time for maybe one two more actually two more because we spent we spent a lot of time talking about rap at the beginning of this so we can keep going here. Um, Metroid musing. How about this? If a live action series or Metroid movie were to be made, who would play Samus? So who would you choose to play Samus? Charlize Theron. We've talked about this a few times. My before. my non you're on my, the Charlize Theron. My non too. meme answer is Charlize Theron. Of course, my meme answer is going to be either uh, Willem Dafoe or um, oh uh, Danny DeVito. Why why did his name escape me for some reason? <laughs> Those are my meme answers. My my actual answer meme. is Charlize Theron though. What the hell? What the hell's a meme answer? What is that? L like like a f meme answer. <laughs> Okay, fine. Okay, you know, I know fine, what a meme fine, answer fine, is. I'm in. Danny it was... DeVito for Samus. Let's go. All in. Let's go. <laughs> oh my God. Danny, Danny DeVito could play Adam. How about that? Make him even more insufferable. How about a nice morph uh, ball in these trying yeah, times? We've talked about it two times before. Or, uh, not two times. We've talked about it a bunch of times before. I have two answers. 
that I think would be uh, incredible. And the first, the first I wrote an editorial about it, and it's uh, the answer that everybody hates. And I'm sorry, but that's the best answer, and that's Brie Larson. She wants to play Samus. She uh, clearly is a good as a good actress, um, Academy Award winner, star power. Already has a relationship with Nintendo. Um, you know, controversy creates cash, so. I think that she would be uh, she would be a really good candidate to play Samus. I actually I don't understand why people hate Brie Larson so much. I and I, I actually googled like why do people hate Brie Larson, and what I came away with is like people don't like her because I don't know she's a she's a woman. I I literally couldn't find anything why people didn't like Brie Larson. Uh, my second answer, I've said this one before too, but I feel like this woman just like totally has the vibe of Samus. And for all you Expanse fans out there. I think Dominique Tipper, who plays Naomi, would be an awesome Samus. Like, I think that she's got, like, the the charisma. She's got, like, the physicality. Uh, I, I think she'd be an awesome Samus. That would probably be uh, second, not even second choice. I think either one of them would be fantastic. Certainly better than Danny DeVito. Uh, blasphemy. Um, I don't know who uh, Dominique Tipper is. I'll, um... Have to have to look her up, see what she's because I haven't. I've heard a lot of good things about the Expanse, but I haven't actually seen it yet. Is that on, is that on HBO Max by any chance? Um, it's on Amazon Prime, but like, what what's on what in Canada versus US is like super different. Okay. So well, I have Amazon Prime too, so uh, yeah. hopefully it's so hopefully it is uh indeed there. But oh, dude, you would like there. There's a uh, there's a character on that show, and her name is. Um, uh, Roberta Draper or Bobby Draper on the show and she basically is Samus like she and the the actress that plays her would also be awesome as Samus by the way Frankie Adams and but she has like a power suit and uh she whips ass in the show like she she basically is Samus it's it's awesome nice okay I'll definitely have to check that out then uh and then as for Brie Larson yeah that's a totally valid choice I'd be down um I a lot a lot of people just don't like Brie Larson because um, clickbaity YouTubers um, told them to be mad about her. I'm, I'm pretty sure like that's like 99% of the reason why people are mad about her. It's because someone else told them to be mad about her. But um, while I'm not, I'm, I'm not crazy about Brie Larson. Like I certainly don't hate her. I think she's a great actress, and I think she'd do a great job as well. And you know, she has a very uh, diverse background from comedies to dramas, and so yeah, she's got the I, talent. I will say this. I will say this. There are some actors and stuff that you see. And there's just an air of unlikability about them. And you can't quantify it. You can't explain it. But you know when you see it. And I was talking to my wife, actually. And, and she was just like, I don't know what it is. But I don't, like, I don't really like Brie Larson. I was I was kind of proofreading my editorial way back when to her about Brie Larson playing Samus. And she's like, yeah, I don't really love her either. And um, you know what? That's fair. Like, you can't, again, it's, you can't explain it. It's just something that happens. But... Uh, I, I don't dislike Brie Larson. You know who I dislike, actually? Dude? Who do you dislike? I I hate Tom Holland. Really? I hate, I, I can, I hate that I can totally creep. understand why. I, here's the thing. I think Tom Holland is a wonderful guy. He's in too much stuff, though. He He's in too much stuff, and it's like... Let, let me tell you about Tom Holland. Tom Holland was created in a Marvel Disney test tube lab... Where they were looking for charming, quirky stars for their crappy MCU that people are gonna love and cherish or whatever. He's just like a, a creepy little 
gremlin. I don't don't like Tom Holland. And his movies aren't that good. I, I think he's fine, but he's way over cat especially like i mean i know it's we're beating a dead horse at this point but like the the uncharted film why why is he nathan drake in the uncharted film? it's such a weird thing yeah i don't know talk about remakes that don't need to uh, true um, all right good one last one and then we'll get out of here metroid musing Metroid Prime 1 had some content that couldn't be made in time for the initial release like Metacrade. Should this cut content be put in the Metroid Prime HD? If yes, where could it be placed? Yeah. So, yes and no. Yes and no. Um, some of the cut content was cut for a very good reason. As we have detailed in, in great detail over, I think it was like three or four episodes in our cut content Metroid Prime episodes, which is available in the archive on OmegaMetroid.com. So some of those ideas, like the angel of death and like the the sin and the, like, okay, those could be kept in the in the cutting room floor. But if they're gonna if they're gonna tell me that instead of paying eighty dollars for Metroid Prime HD, Metroid Prime Two, Metroid Prime Three with dual analog controllers, uh, that that I instead need to pay three times that for those games, and each game is gonna be on its own and upgraded graphics and blah 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 and dual analog controls they better have something in there that's extra like something give me a a some kind of area some kind of extra challenge some kind of extra anything to make this worth it like imagine if imagine if they had remade metroid zero mission and didn't add any bosses they didn't add any new areas they didn't add the shine spark they didn't like imagine it was just like literally an upgraded graphical version of metroid I feel like that would be kind of lame. And ditto for Samus Returns and, and Metroid 2. So, like, if they're going to sell me these games separately for... It's going to cost me... Uh, it's going to cost me almost 300 Canadian dollars to buy these games separately if that's the way that they end up doing it. They better have something cool like Metacrade or an extra area or something in these games to make that, uh, to make that go down a little bit easier. So, I don't... So I, I don't know if I agree with that specific rhetoric because the the difference between um, Zero Mission and Samus Returns is those are like full on like remakes reimaginings of prior games like this uh you know the 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 Prime games that we're getting it sounds like these are going to be the same base games with updated visuals and controls UI and stuff like that and so I I feel like I feel like we're we're comparing apples to oranges in that department and for me and again for me personally like. Obviously, would I love to see the, this cut content return? Specifically, talking about Metacrade, absolutely, give it to me. I wanna, I want to see Big Daddy Crade on the big screen once more. Dread wasn't enough. Uh, the more Crade, the merrier, as far as I'm concerned. And so, um, if you got the resources to do it, then do it. If he's not there, though, I'm not gonna fret about that. I just, I just wanna, I just want Nintendo to announce this thing already. I'm getting impatient at this point. You know what I mean? <laughs> Oh, I know what you mean, all right. Starving out here. Yeah. Hey, you know, we were talking about this on the Zelda cast, too, where it's like, it just, I don't know what, I don't know what they were doing by not releasing a direct when everybody else did. And we talked about it last week, but I'm just, I'm still bitter about it that they didn't release any kind of information about what we can look forward to. People are saying, wait till September. Who knows if that September direct is going to happen? Because everyone said, wait till June. And that didn't happen, so we'll see. 
We'll see. Um, but it looks less and less likely every day that Metroid Prime HD is coming out in 2022. Because uh, if it's announced at the September Direct, then, I mean, you have you have three-month build-up to the game release? I, I don't think so. I don't think so. So, it looks like that... I, I, if I had to put a Samus percentage on it coming out this year, I would that percentage would be very low. It would be like 10%. I'm, I st- I'm still holding out hope. I'm still holding out hope, wow. and as and as as they say, apparently rebellions are built on hope. All right, I like that. I like that. Um, all right, well that's it. We're gonna get out of here. Uh, it's it a nice breezy conversation. We got to touch on a lot of different games in the series. A lot of fun conversation. Thank you to to Big Griff, uh, the Accursed Hunter, for rating almost all of these Metroid musings. Of course. Uh, Isabel Metro 35 contributed some as well. Um, so a lot of a lot of great questions that were uh, that were asked here that gave us a chance to do a really fun show. So yeah, thank you guys and uh, Doom. I hope you did a great job. You no vocal, uh, no vocal weakness detected whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, we uh, we pulled through. You know, we uh, we take those. <laughs> yes. Uh, all right. Well, we are going to get out of here. I want to remind everybody again that the Zelda Dungeon Marathon starts on Saturday twitch.tv forward slash Zelda Dungeon. You can come check me out doing my thing for uh, for Zelda and for charity. Um, and we're going to have, uh, we're gonna have a, a, a special guest here in a couple weeks that Doom is going to be interviewing. So I'm very much looking forward to hearing that. And I don't know if we should reveal that yet or if you want to keep it a secret. I'll leave that up we'll, to you, Doom. We'll keep it a secret for now. We'll, uh, you know, we'll uh, let some of the people... Um try to guess who it might be although that there's gonna be a laundry list of potential uh, metroid themed guests uh, to bring on to the show so uh good luck with that and uh just uh get ready for uh in about two weeks from now i'd say yeah about two weeks from now yeah we have a very how about a we hint? have a very fun topic for that day as well that i think uh, you all are going to enjoy as yes. well here's here's my hint she is going to be an awesome guest yes so very much looking forward to that um, all right, we are going to get out of here. This is a great show, and uh, I will not be here. F- now, actually, I won't be here for the next two weeks. I'm going to be in Chicago, so we're going to have a special show for you next week. Uh, Doom is going to be rocking the house the week after that, and then we, uh, the whole band should be back together. I literally haven't talked to Dak in person in like three months now at this point. So, really looking forward to our first show back all together. We're going to be, we're going to be doing it. We're talking about Metroid Prime pinballs. So that's going to be a lot of the fun. The band comes back together, um, and then uh, Metroid Prime Remastered yeah. gets announced. Once we are all together... Oh, my God. Everything comes together. Oh. The universe is one. God, that would be awesome. God. Um, okay. We want to encourage everybody to check us out over on Twitter, at Spateri316, at Duminal Cross, and, of course, at Metroid... Oh, at Metroid... At Omega Metroid Pod. Oh, no, We're not just your regular Metroid um, Pod. We also... Yeah, we, we want to encourage everybody to, let's see if I can get this right, if, to head over to Patreon as well. Uh, we just released another ROM hack review, this time about the Super Metroid hack, Vitality, which has kind of a, a wild ending to it. So uh, make sure that you are heading over there, throwing us a couple bucks if you have any to spare. That's really appreciated and really awesome. And of course, visiting OmegaMetroid.com. we got the latest Metroid news, guides, maps, you name it, it's there. Check it out. And of course recommend us leave us a review subscribe wherever you get your podcasts until next week everybody take care